with another sexy episode of Mind the Gape. I'm Jeep. I'm Reese. And today we have lots of fun, sexy things to talk about. Uh, chairs, couches, chaise lounge. Chaise lounges. We're going interior design. I mean, what is faggier than talking about sex and interior design? Designing the insides, baby. Before we dive into that. <laughs> we do have like quite the gape down because Jeep went to LA and... Uh, well, Jeep went to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you start uh, our, our newly minted bi-coastal elite Jeep Warhoff on Los Angeles. So I just got back from L.A. I was in Los Angeles, as you've heard. In case um, we haven't made it clear, Jeep was in Los Angeles. In case I haven't made it clear. But um, it was an absolute blast. I got to see a lot of incredible friends that I haven't seen in a long time. I had sex with a felon. wait before you dive into that do any of your la friends listen to the pod yes period Period. hi team we love you so basically i was feeling really anxious one like the first day that i was there i had a lot of my friends who play pool i play pool with they were in la too so nothing says zem like fucking a felon we um we're out shooting pool and I was messaging this guy on Grinder. He first so my Grinder profile says face pics and dates will get my attention. And then he said, Are you working right now? And I was like, No. What do you mean? No, you did not and tell he, me that. And he's like, Oh, like <laughs> Um, oh well, you're trans. So. You're trans, and you're you have dates on your profile. I just assumed you were an escort, and I'm like, what an incredible misread! What an incredible just like jump to a conclusion. I was like, no, I'm not an escort. No, I am just um, I just really just like seeking to, intimacy. I'm just that's seeking all. intimacy. That's yeah, all. I just really like to get to know people <laughs> before I let them bury themselves inside me. <laughs> but so he recovered quickly. We had a nice little chat. He's like, hey, like, when you're done, like, come over. I was like, sure. Go over to his place in K-Town. Cute little studio apartment. Very, like, for a late 20s, early 30-year-old man, very, like, Tumblr-esque bedroom with the lights. Oh, my God. Is this, like, how, like, Tweed's coming back? Yeah. It was very... No, it was, like, Zoe Deschanel threw up. It was gross. It was very, like... <laughs> Tumblr era lights with one of those. Um, I'm sure you've seen them on TikTok. They're the fake sunset lamps. Oh no! Yeah, really overwhelming. And his job to make money is he uh sells dick pills to sex workers. Oh, so really, when illegal dick about pills your escort services, he was just looking out for you. What constitutes an illegal dick pill they don't sell he gets them from china and he like they don't sell them in america and we took see i okay i've only taken dick pills one other time and it didn't work are we are are dick pills in a separate category from like ed meds like are we talking exclusively about like the gas station like horse size pills that 
No, I think it's just regular ED meds. He said to never take the ones that you find at gas stations. No, never. He said to never take those. He also told me after I took the half a pill to not work out the next day. Interesting. That seems a bit extreme. Um, For those of you who don't know, ED pills... Um, can pretty drastically lower your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually why you really pro tip from the pod, pod pro tip, PPT, do not do poppers while on Viagra. You will we'll literally die. die. You, you will, will literally, literally die. die. So I did my fat popper rip right before I took it. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and... We ended up just having sex like all night long. It was honestly so fun and I so sweet. I love that. And he was so considerate of how I was feeling and how I was doing while we were having sex. And he told me at one point that when he came, he like couldn't help himself because he loved the face I was making. Like my eyes are like rolling to the back of my head. This, like That's so lovely. It was not lovely and so sweet. And then he was disclosing his uh, felony charges charges to me. (laughs) He was explaining how his ex-girlfriend, who's also trans, who has now detransitioned. Detransition baby. R.I.P. Book recommendation. Book recommendation. She accused him of kidnapping. I don't know what's true and what's not true. And then he said he got into a fist fight with his other ex-girlfriend or something, his ex-girlfriend's partner. And then like she got caught in the crossfire and like hit her head on a wall and blamed him. And then his court thing, his court trial was last week on Tuesday. And he's like, I'm probably going to jail. And I felt really bad, but I'm also like, what don't I know about the situation? What I mean, details he is he leaving out? Sound blameless? Like, yeah, she just got caught in the crossfires of my fists. Like, <laughs> what, dude? He I, also showed me this video of him. He was in a grinder campaign about trans love. Oh. Yeah, and it was this really sweet video of him and his ex partner talking about the love that they had what love- a bitter acrimonious end that's yeah so sad really sad so i'm so confused and that's why i'm like also dead ass like prison is my worst fear worst fucking fear worst baby girl fear. like I, I would not scream jailbait like i would be owned like that like mm-hmm. whose bitch i would be i mean honestly like it could be like kind of hot no 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 take that out take that back Scary. 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 But as I will disclose in my gape down, sometimes scary is hot. <laughs> oh my God. But so that was kind of the only sexcapade I had in LA because I was mostly focusing on seeing friends. And there was this one twink with a fat cock that I was really trying to fuck, like really, really trying to. But like, I, it, it's just... I wasn't going to shave my pussy. I wasn't going to put on makeup my last day before I go to the fly. I'm Did like he not... ask you to shave your pussy? They all do. They all want me to be smooth. That's so annoying. It's so annoying. I ha- It's winter. It's like Women do don't ask... shave in the winter. Right, it's like, do you ask cis women to do that? You know what I mean? Like, I guess like how many of them are fucking cis women? Maybe I think not a lot, but I mean, a lot of them are. And like, what sucks is like, because I'm trans, I'm held to a higher standard of femininity because I have to, to be as feminine as possible. Because right. the if I, I wasn't a passability, which like I'm not passing, which is like fine. But like these Less men these days, yeah, we're, we're making it work. But 
I feel tremendous pressure by these men to be as feminine as possible, to overstep, overstep, to <laughs> over-exaggerate my feminine traits. Yeah. And it's making me realize how, not that I'm not as feminine as I thought I was, but it's just like, they're masculine aspects to me as well. And you have to love both of those things. Yeah. I mean, beyond the fact that it's like objectifying, fetishizing and otherwise like distasteful it's also just like really one-dimensional it's like yeah you don't want to be fucking a person like you want to fuck like a sex doll like, absolutely you, you literally just want me to like fill out some like very narrow version of a very uninteresting sexual fantasy mm-hmm. it's like honestly it's just it's giving low iq it's giving low iq love it's It's, giving it's giving unimaginative unimaginative it's giving you don't want to floss with my pubes i hate it (laughs) i hate it so much i literally had a guy like made me shave my entire fucking body pubes and all so that i was so smooth and i did a really thorough job and then he ghosted me that is we've talked about this like don't ever do that to me We'll, we'll be talking about other things you don't ghost after um and times you do ghost actually but speaking of shaving so the nurse is currently i feel like i mentioned this before is doing a stint in la he has a contract out there um and i don't want to say he's like caved to some sort of like social like gay male pressure Mm -hmm. but he did basically shave his chest and ass and is like really giving twink right now Oh, interesting. And he's also like, before he le- he before he left, he was very, and he, at least since I've known him, has been pretty preoccupied with like going to the gym and like getting bigger and like being buff. Like he really wants to be buff. And he is like, he's fit. He's very fit. Like he has yeah. a great body, but it's just, you know, natural gay male preoccupation. Twunkties. Right, exactly. Um, but now he's kind of done a 180 where it's like, He's like, you know, I don't really care if I get bigger. Like, I just want to, like, look really good. I just want my body to be really nice, which in theory is, like, a good place to arrive at. Mm -hmm. But in concert with having shaved and, like, sort of, like, dressing and conducting himself in a certain way, it's very giving, like, L.A. ultra twink. Like, wow. Which, like, it's really hot. Well, so this is how I feel. Like, I don't feel either way about, like, whatever he's going through psychologically to have arrived at this point. Like, he seems happy. Like, Mm -hmm. he's exploring his body and, like, his – how he perceives himself as a desirable sexual being. Awesome. Like, totally support that. What I'm conflicted about is, like, I found – I'm finding the shaved body to be so unbelievably hot. Like, I'm so into it. And Interesting. I almost feel bad for being into it. You know what I mean? Because it kind of goes to this conversation of like, I shouldn't have to be altering my body for you to see and experience my femininity or mm-hmm. just in general, like me as like a, like some kind of sexual being. But God damn, I am so fucking hard for it. Did you all hear that? Because like, it was so quiet on my end. I'm so hard for it. See so much better. Jeep is just maniacally pointing at the sound bite, letting me know I'm too quiet. <laughs> no, but really it's, it's, it's a very interesting position to be in because I really do find it attractive, but, and you know, we can infinitely problematize why men find shaved bodies attractive. It's, you know, whatever. I don't want to dig into that, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. It's, it's, 
I don't want to problematize it, yet I'm feeling some type of way about being so into it. But damn, I'm so into it. I, what? You're into him being shaved. I guess, so there is the, like, it looks really good on his body. Like, it makes him look more muscular. Oh, interesting. His his features, like, the the shape of his, his chest and his abdomen is, like, really accentuated by the sh- by the shave um and it's really just like sculpted and beautiful um and then I think I also love that like I'm very hairy so the juxtaposition is just like hot it's a fantasy yeah at the end of the day this is just me not acknowledging that I really just want to be daddy that's it that's it that's it I just want to be daddy you just want to be in charge baby I do but like and I he would hate if I said this, but I kind of am. <laughs> JK, oh my God, when he fucked me in Miami, there was this point where I was just looking back at him and I said, I'm so sorry, your daddy, your daddy, your daddy. Oh my God. And he was just railing me and like came inside me and was like, that's right. Period. It was really hot. That's on love. And that's on love. <laughs> um, the Speaking of daddies, the other installment of my gape down is... Yesterday, I got absolutely railed by this ex-military Department of Defense alpha daddy, like 50 years old, 6'4", 220 pounds of fucking muscle. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, obviously we're going for like Dom daddy boy situation. And like we're hooking up and it's really rough and really intense, but like totally within the realm of like, everything I want and like he had been like so sweet and doting leading up to it like I really like felt safe like yeah which is so important right so important like he really handled it super well but then two things that were like kind of upsetting not upsetting unsettling (laughs) because I did end up enjoying both very much um we're like fucking and he's like starting to really like get into it really dig deep and I like take a big whiff of poppers and like look away from him. And the second I look away, he like grabs my body and goes, look at me. (laughs) And I, I hate it so much. I really, I was so taken aback. Like it was like the walls were shaking. Like I swear to God, a painting was about to fall down. I was like, it was so loud and so kind of out of nowhere and I was so shocked that like by the time I processed that maybe I should be uncomfortable it was like I'm chock full of poppers and there's a nine and a half inch cock inside me Mm -hmm. and so I was like I just like looked at him and I was like whatever (laughs) 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 like I just was like but like and then it was amazing like just pounded me and you know what this is why I'm okay with it because he really worked my hole until I came he wanted me now to that's fucking sweet. Come. You know what that's I mean? sweet. <laughs> Terrifyingly sweet. Terrifyingly baby. sweet. The second thing that was terrifying was I found out after the fact that he was fully cheating on his wife. Oh, oh. no. And so I dead ass was like, cause he was like, yeah, I'm bi or like, are you into bi guys? I was like, I could not care less my guy. Yeah. But does this mean you also like fuck women who aren't your wife? Like, I I asked him straight up, and he was like, no, like, I only do this with other men. 
it makes me feel better that like she's the only woman I'm having sex with. And makes I was, like, me feel better. I was like, okay, besides like the mental gymnastics that you're doing to justify your infidelity, this also just means you're gay. <laughs> like, you're just gay. Like, fucking Christ. Do you think he's just gay or is he bisexual? I mean, okay, I suppose he could be, but I guess I'm just sort of like, I think it's pretty reasonable to be skeptical that someone who serially cheats on their wife with exclusively men is maybe they're, they really might just be like a closeted person. Right. I could see that. You know what I mean? Like, listen, so many gay men each and every day are having sex with women all the time. It's happening all the time. Yes. And it doesn't mean they're not gay. It just means they're in the closet. Yes. Equally, I suppose he could be bi, but as we know, bi people aren't even real. So <laughs> this is just like a purely theoretical conversation. Um, as someone who respects the bisexual community, most because my bisexual friends force me to, <laughs> we see you. I um, Another thing I want to talk about mainly, I won't get, I won't like, uh, wax on about it but I do have a question is so the nurse and I basically had our had FaceTime sex the other day which is not something we've ever done and I hope he's okay with me disclosing that I won't go into great detail because he's never done it with anyone before oh interesting and so it was very intimate and it was so hot because he bought this like nine and like this massive dildo with like a suction cup hot so hot and like we were on facetime and we were just talking catching up hanging out with one another um and whatever we were shirtless because i was in bed and he was just like in the bathroom i thought like brushing his teeth getting ready bathrooming yeah bathrooming and then he just kind of like flips the camera up to show me that he's this whole time been slowly easing back and forth on this massive dildo yeah really jaw dropper and like I have never in my life gone from soft to like so fucking hard. It was like instant, like 14 again. Like I got so fucking hard. It was like so hot. Um, I like came like fucking crazy and it was also just like really intimate and amazing. But I think one thing that made it so amazing on top of the fact that like I'm in love with him and I think he's the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. is like, I wanted it so bad. Like, I was writhing in my bed, like, saying the most ridiculous shit, like, oh, my God, babe, like, I would do anything, you know, like, to have you, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And you just can't have it. Like, sometimes it's so much better. When you can't have it. have it. I agree. Like, the the taunting, the teasing, because he was, he had... You know, speaking of me, like, desperate for control and wanting to be daddy, he had all the fucking control. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he knew I wanted it. He knew how to make me want it more. And he knew he, like, I couldn't have it and, like, was totally getting off on it. I mean, he did get off. He fucking drowned his phone and cum. Wow. I can't tell you the last time I had like successful FaceTime sex. It is actually super hard. Yeah. Like this one time when I was in Paris, I was having FaceTime sex with my friend Travis. Like it was morning for me and it was the middle of the night for him. And I was like doing like a shower show. 
So I like propped my phone up against the wall and like was getting in the shower, sudsing up my little twink body. Disaster waiting to happen. And then all of a sudden I like got an alarm on my phone and realized I was late for class. So I started like feverishly like scrubbing my whole body and like washing my hair. And he's, I just see him like slowly stop jerking off and he's like this isn't hot anymore (laughs) and I'm like I know I'm late for school (laughs) sorry well it's also just like it is at the end of the day kind of awkward like there was a moment truly right before I was climaxing Mm -hmm. where I'm holding the phone just like attempting to be in the frame but I'm furiously beating it so of course I'm just shaking in the frame like yeah I'm probably indiscernible and then I drop my phone and so I just scream like fuck like (laughs) it's just it's just like what, like whatever it didn't like kill the mood or anything but it's just like it's a bumpy ride like, it's a bumpy ride you have, have to prop your phone sex. up you literally you do you really do i've you done really, that i really do i just like you know what can i also say speaking of speaking of um facetime sex and like internet web cybering blah 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 blah, blah i get so many random dudes on dating apps being like let's have facetime sex right now like let's Grinder, like you know how Grinder, you can do video Those chat. Those fuckers need to be paying you for that. I literally had this guy who is from like Tennessee message me dozens of times to like, I can confirm that I'm real. Let's video chat. I'm like, okay, fine. We'd video chat, and then his dick would be out. I'm like, sir, like no, like I'm not trying to have FaceTime sex with you right now. It's like noon on a Tuesday. I'm at work. <laughs> like, what do you expect me to do? Also, shouldn't you be working right now? Like, what is this? Well, it's sort of like the other, it, that's like the other prong of the like intangible, like the wanting it and not having it thing, right? Is it's like, I think with a lot of men, be it interact, be it they're gay interacting with other gay men or they're men who are attracted to or exploring their attraction to cis women. It's like, a lot of people, you know, people are in the closet to varying degrees or like uncomfortable with themselves. And so it's like the old, like it's the farthest they're able to like bring themselves to have like a sexual interaction with somebody. Yeah. Because it maintains an element of separation. Yeah. And just like being fantastical and not real. One last thing before we jump to what I'm really excited to talk about. Period. I got this crazy grinder message from someone recently that was like, I'm love. a trans fiend. I love trans no! women. Oh my God, no. That's the thing. These no, no, men- hold on. I'm not, he said, I'm a trans fiend so much so that I almost turned fully gay. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Are you just outwardly saying that you don't believe trans women are actual women? Like, I don't get it. And did you think I would be okay with that? This is this is what I just like absolutely fucking hate about allies. Like when you think you're the biggest fucking hero, you honestly suck. You suck, cock. Like you're so awful. Like so awful. Trans fiend. I hated it. I didn't respond because I'm that like, that should be. We should make merch that says trans, trans fiend. fiend. That's kind of hot. I like That's that. Hot. That's sexy. That's really hot. Drop drop a link if. You drop a link. I don't drop a link. <laughs> link me. Screw it. All right. <laughs> Time to paint our walls and dive into interior design. Oh, and we, we, well, we're going to open with, because this is on the theme oh, of interior true, design. True, true, yeah. true, 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 true. We're going to open with, if you live under a rock, you probably haven't heard about West Elm Caleb. And... Oh my God, is he fuck? This is honestly, first of all, good for us for finally being topical. Topical, baby. We're on it, ladies. First time in a while. But um, for those of you who don't know, 
Jeep, you might, you're more um, tapped in, tapped into TikTok. So maybe you can give a better synopsis. So essentially there's this guy named Caleb in New York who has matched with, as we all have dozens of people, if not hundreds of people on dating apps in this godforsaken city. And he's gone on like one, occasionally two dates with these women and then ghosting them afterwards and moving on like most people in the city do. But for some reason, there has been a mob mentality on TikTok just ganging up on this man, doxing him, calling him out, accusing him of love bombing and gaslighting, all this jazz. And I actually had one of my close friends go on a date with him and get ghosted. And it's basically been... Luckily, like, not luckily, she's basically, like, not really been saying the same rhetoric, spewing the same rhetoric that all, the other, that all these other women have been talking about. I'm a little disappointed that I haven't matched with him yet, <laughs> but it's probably because he's deleted all of his social media, all of his dating accounts. He got, like, doxxed at work. Well, also part of, maybe not part of, but, like, to the to the point of, like, not matching with him is, like, this is, like, it's such a plight of, like, cis women that like like what is happening right now yeah with west elm, elm caleb like it's a fucking harassment campaign so like, it is basically as as jeep said these women have been doxing him and then when and they're sort of banding together to talk about how like he's not to be trusted he's not to be dated as if like serially ghosting somebody is a criminal offense as if serially ghosting somebody isn't something everyone fucking does right and also it's like even if he's being incredibly manipulative, like the punishment, like just like far outweighs the crime. You know what far I mean? Far outweighs it's the just crime. It's cruel and unusual. And it's also like really upsetting because it's like, first of all, sometimes, and we can talk about this, sometimes ghosting is the most clear and effective form of communication. And you know, like I am one of the last people to ghost someone. Same. However, sometimes it's appropriate, especially for like, especially like on the case of like women, like sometimes you don't want to interact with the man. Sometimes they're aggressive and you need to cut it off. Well, it also sounds like with these women that I'd be fucking ghosting them because they sound fucking insufferable. It's crazy what's happening. And a lot, I've been seeing a lot of incredible discourse and I forget her name. Gina? Gita? Mm -hmm. Hold on. I can pull up her her username you sent. She's like a Twitter motherboard writer. Right there. Gina Jackson, XOXO, Gossip Gina. Gita. 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 G-I-T-A. Gita. She actually had a fantastic Twitter thread breaking down how this mob mentality is using, like, feminism as a guise to... What's the word I'm thinking of? To justify their behavior. Justify their behavior. And it's like, it, it's actually doing quite the opposite and making like everyone look, making women look bad. Well, and also beyond making women look bad, it's like you're weaponizing feminism in this way where like you're putting this man's safety at risk. Yeah. Legit. You're legitimately doing that because you're bitter that he doesn't want to date you. But also if that is the framework, mm-hmm. then this can just as easily be applied and used against women in incredibly insidious ways. Incredibly insidious ways. If that is the logic, then like if you as a woman go on a date with somebody who then you decide to ghost and let's say you're like Jeep and you're an incredibly communicative upfront person, but you decide to ghost this man because he's making you uncomfortable. He's being really aggressive. He's being X, Y, or Z. Like the logic here is like you, that man has justification 
for basically putting you on blast and telling other people that like you're not to be trusted, that you manipulated him, that you're a liar, gaslighting, love bombing, all of these like totally misappropriated buzzwords. Like it's terrible. It's a real, it's a, it's a bad fucking look. And there's one thing that I feel like a lot of these women don't get that like my friend really understood because my friend born and raised New Yorker from the city understands how the dating sphere works here. A lot of these women, I bet you anything are like out of towners are like new to the big city from like Arkansas or something. <laughs> and they're just, it, they're shell-shocked by the dating culture in New York. The dating culture in New York is so fast-paced, so intense. And so, like, if you're not exactly what I want in this moment right now, I'm going to keep swiping. And that's the case for literally everyone of all creeds and sexualities. And I'm, I'm totally sympathetic to the pain of being ghosted. It's a mm-hmm. horrible feeling. Nobody's saying it isn't. It's just, like, it's also just, like, a natural part of dating, it's seriously like which is a shame but like that's what it is now and also it's like you go on it if you know there are degrees to it you go on it does someone who you spent a collective six hours of time with owe you an explanation for their decisions i'm not entirely sure i'm not entirely sure as someone who has been in the situation rather recently when like a guy who i thought i had a wonderful time we spent six to eight hours together ghosted me am I putting him on blast and like going on TikTok no I'm not demanding to be canceled right you're disappointed it's a poor reflection of his character that is all true but you are also not attacking the man I'm moving the fuck on right and also it's like even if you can't move on like have some fucking like extricate yourself from your crazily mentally ill brain and remember that other people are going through shit and also another key thing that everyone needs to remember that is so like trivial and like everyone said it in the past there's plenty of cock in the sea there's so much cock especially if you're living in a big city like there's so much cock everywhere you'll find more cock you will f- i promise you you will find more cock and like i don't think like Jeep and I have no pretenses. Like this isn't necessarily a hot take, but one thing I do find really interesting about the discourse unfolding online about West Elm Caleb is, and maybe this is my own echo chamber, but the grand majority of people filing the critiques of these women are queer people. Yeah. Like I am not seeing like other, like I'm not seeing a lot of heterosexual. There are some. They're out there. Hashtag Lauren Euler. Like love that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, like there are cis women, cis straight women coming out and like saying this is not okay. But so many, so much of this is coming from the queer community, and I think that it touches on something Jeep had mentioned earlier, which is that the queer community has used similar methods of putting people on blast as like a means of protecting their physical and immediate safety. Like there is this thing, there is a term called bad date list, which a lot of, I don't know if this is public knowledge or if I should talk about this, but like there's essentially like a lot of sex workers and trans women have access to a lot of healthcare spaces have lists where clients of sex workers are recorded. So they can be like, Oh, like, look out for this person. This person is dangerous. Right. Like has physically assaulted me, has physically has assaulted, robbed me, what have not, you. Yeah. Robbed, not paid, etc. And like, that's when it's important to circulate that information because it's about safety. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I was gonna say Janine. What a crazy <laughs> random name to think about. Like <laughs> Janine from Arkansas, who's living in the Upper West Side. I don't feel bad for you that West Elm Caleb ghosted you. I don't feel fucking bad. Right. It's just. It's like you're conflating. Um, emo- like em- like you're conflating your own um emotional state with emotional violence. And it's just bad. And it's also doing everybody else a disservice because there are communities and individuals who do sparingly rely on, like, community-driven methods of, like, I don't want to say doxing, but basically, like, you know, letting people know what's up. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, not the case to do it. Like, you're ruining this guy's fucking life. Truly. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Do you feel better? Do you do you feel better, y'all? I would love to ask them. Do you feel better? Do you feel better? But aside from West Elm, Caleb, I want someone to paint my walls, and someone has re- has quite literally painted Reese's walls twice. Not once, but twice. So once in my senior year of college, and when I moved into my current apartment, I wanted to paint my room. Um, in each, I had a very big room with a ton of walls, and I am really bad at painting like I Mm -hmm. don't know how else to put it but like I'm just like I just like can't really paint a room and so in each instance I found a twink on grinder who I was like flirting with like hitting on and they were like what you know would ask me what's up and I'm like oh I'm painting my room and like in each instance they were like do you need help and I was like honestly if you want to help like you're absolutely welcome to like I can totally get an extra roller and we can do this and in both instances, I plopped up on my bed, basically with a fucking, like, vine of grapes dangling above me, chewing on them, while these twinks painted my room. And, like, they would sleep over. Like, I would, like, really feed them the whole fucking fantasy, give them little pecks on the cheek, be like, oh, you're so sweet. And then the minute my room was done, having never had intercourse with them, I would ghost them. Now, is that love bombing? Yes. <laughs> It literally is. I mean, it's not, but like, it is. I mean, it's manipulative for sure. It's manipulative and bad, but you know what? I have a beautifully painted room. But does Reese deserve to be doxxed for that? I live at 619 Hancock in Bedside, Brooklyn. Am I going to have to beep that out? No, you're fine. Okay, fine. There's so many apartments here. <laughs> please, please don't come here. Please don't come here. That's not an invitation. Um, But moving on, we want to talk about the greater interior design, interior design role play. The, in, the greater interior design. <laughs> Why is it so fucking faggy? Why is it so fucking great? I love it. But my first encounter with interior, not my first encounter with interior my design. My first encounter with interior design. <laughs> my first encounter with, ah, <laughs> I, um, my first role play experience is something I'm pretty sure I've talked about in the pod previously, but I kind of want to rehash it a little bit was with this older Italian man in Chelsea. He owned this beautiful furniture gallery of, like, amazing, gorgeous vintage furniture. I literally printed out my resume as the little 19-year-old twink that I I was. Story. Went to his gallery, went to his office, handed him my my resume, and we had a full-fledged interview. We talked about past experiences. We I was all dressed up in my nice little floral button up from Zara like I was giving you twink uh floral button up from Zara 
then he was like, oh, do you want to like come see the back room? Will you be working and cataloging the furniture? And I said, of course, brought me to the back room. And he's like, you know, like in the back room, no one can hear you scream. Uh Oh, and I was like, yeah, daddy. And then. But like Lo and of behold. all the like this isn't the lovely bones like of all the fucking verbs like you couldn't say moan or like whine or squeal or like there are sh- damn yeah damn and let me tell you I well I uh <laughs> I was getting fucked on this like fifty thousand dollar desk and it got a little bit messy unfortunately so I did shit a little bit on a fifty thousand dollar desk at nineteen that's hot. It, it wasn't really hot for him. <laughs> he was like fine with it, but it really didn't sell the fantasy. Okay, for this him. is the one thing about like gay men and interior design is like you fuck on a nice piece of furniture and like someone's having an anxiety attack. Someone's having an anxiety attack. Like literally. I actually. It, so for those of you who don't know, I have a pretty nice uh, velvet couch in my home, mm-hmm. and I mean, as much as I love it, like I'm just like a reckless individual. And so one time I was like getting railed on that couch and it was actually the guy who was fucking me who stopped and literally was like, I, I can't do this. And I was like, oh, like, is everything okay? Like what, what's going on? And he was like, I'm just, I'm so anxious. We're going to make a mess on this couch. Me. Oh my God. And yeah. I, we just need, we just need to fuck elsewhere. I, and I was like, fully respect that. I was no dead ass. I just like grabbed this man's hand and looked him in the eye and I was like, I just really appreciate you because <laughs> I was never going to do it for myself or my roommates. And let me tell you, I don't think shit comes out of velvet. I don't think shit comes out of velvet. I have never fucked on it, the couch, but I have given so much head on that couch. And one time I was getting my like thrussy thoroughly throated and wait. <laughs> <laughs> I just love alliteration. I really stretched that one as far as I could. I was getting my thrusty fucked. And and the guy was like, it's so hot getting sucked off in your living room during the day. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then my poor roommate, Martin, walks out and (laughs) we scramble. Like like when you turn on the lights and the roaches just scatter. It was crazy. And he looked like that photo we posted on Instagram where you have a mason jar stuck in your mouth. Literally with my eyes gaped up and like open, like watering. It was incredible. Oh, my God. That's so hot. Poor Martin, though. Um. As far as, like, interior design goes, um, let's talk a little bit about the gaggiest, both, like, gag as in gag, but gag as in <clears throat> apartments that we've ever fucked in. And I will go first because I win. Mel Ottenborough, creative director of Interview Mag slash Rihanna's previous stylist, has the nicest apartment I've ever fucking seen. I bet it. Dow, don't. Dow. I <laughs> do not even know how to describe it. His bedroom was all black. Oh, with the, which you wouldn't expect, and it sounds bad, but it was really sexy because, of course, the lighting was impeccable. There was one wall that was like a built-in closet, basically, but the whole thing was covered floor to ceiling by this like seamless mirror. And so, even though this the mirror basically broke in fo- into like four doors to open, when they were closed, you couldn't tell. Wow! And the bed was built into the ground. Wow! It was so fucking stunning kind of like a conversation pit giving conversation pit but like it's more like deep fucking slumber. pit yeah deep slumber Fuck pit it. and like 
that man bucked me so hard. Wow. I'm hit him up again. You should hit him up again. I really should hit him up again. Nicest apartment ever. Um, Worst apartment ever. Worst apartment ever. Well, fortunately, our answers are both, both incidentally, a dude named Chris. <laughs> it might be the same person. We're not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure it's not this Chris because this one lived at... This, part of what made this apartment so horrible was the location, like before you even fucking get inside, because it was at East 61st and 1st. Awful. Name a single thing over there. No, I you won't. Can't because I can't. There is nothing. In the FDR. FDR. <laughs> it was, f- it's fucking horrible. It's impossible to get there. This man, like, I do not know what he managed to do to his apartment, but basically it's like you walk in, you're looking at a kitchen. If you turn, if you turn to the right, there's like a small like storage room and a bathroom left is like what's supposed to be living room leading into a bedroom. No windows anywhere except in what would be the bedroom, but the bedroom was literally full with shit. I'm talking like splintered wood, old lumber, like furniture piled to the ceiling so the windows were covered. Oh my god! So there's no, there's no light in this apartment. He has the door. He has the bedroom like haphazardly sealed off, basically. And so what is his living room is basically just a bed crammed in there with a couch literally right in front of it, and then a TV. And like I am ashamed to admit I've probably fucked this man in this and it was disgusting one time I walked in there I took my shoes off I put my foot down was immediately like in dog piss was standing in literal gross. dog piss. it was so gross but like I kind of leaned into it because like he was so unbelievably hot like this huge hairy muscular dude absolutely beautiful loved me would like uber me there and back like hemorrhage money on me and he would fuck the absolute shit out of me he did this thing where like he would basically sit me in like a, a high top bar stool mm-hmm. but like press my lower back down so that my ass was just like sh- really stretched open and like hanging just off the chair and just wail away at me and like it hit so deep like every single time he fucked me I would scream come without touching myself. Wow. Like I, could not, I, like, I could not resist fucking this man in this absolutely derelict apartment with dog piss everywhere because it hit so good. See, that's so funny because the shitty apartment that I had sex in wasn't that good. <laughs> and no. I was like, I gotta get out now. <laughs> that's no, that's really the thing is like, if it's not good, it's like, you're like one step away from like, being a Dateline episode. So like, I go to this guy Chris's apartment. I guess I think his name is Chris. I'm pretty sure it was Chris. Like I think, giving, for, the, I think for impact, it's Chris. Giving like absolute super hot, like daddy, whatever. So excited to go over to his place and get railed. Like the whole nine yards. Railed. Railed. Uh, Whale. Whale me, daddy. I No, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I need a spray bottle. I get to his apartment and I'm not even kidding. Like the door opens only halfway and it's just covered in filth like filth clothes dishes trash not a single surface is a surface a surface i wasn't illegible but like (laughs) reading Um, he can't read he can't read not a single surface is visible thank you it's visible and i 
haphazardly like walk over, step over all this garbage to get to his bedroom, which is literally just a sea of clothes. And then a, a bed with all of his stuff like pushed off to the side. And we're laying in bed and we're chit-chatting and we're talking and like we're about to hook up. We're making out, whatever. He insists on showing me this video of him. He's like, do you want to see me do something hot? And I was like, sure. He shows me this video. I'm not exaggerating when I say that he wasn't fisting this man. He was quite literally using his prostate as a punching bag. Like fists up. I love that you're trying to like show the microphone. I'm trying to show the microphone. One fist in, he pulls it out, (laughs) popping. You hear the popping noise on God, on God. I could hear the popping noise. Then the other fist in, pop out. And then just like continuously both fists just like in, out, punching. And he's like, isn't this hot? And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." that person is irreparably destroyed. Irreparably destroyed. (laughs) Okay. You know what is, okay. Aside, the thing about these, like about these Chris's, these kinds of people, they always insist on hosting insist insist they insist on having you come over and then you get there and i'm like you live in squalor why do you not want to leave like you don't want a reprieve like dude you are standing in dog piss like why do you want to fuck here it's awful. It's so bad. It's so fucking awful. We really should. Arc Digest should really let us do like an anthology of the apartments we fucked in. Honestly, that would yeah. Be incredible. I think one of the best apartments I've had sex in was one of the best that I can remember, at least, was this guy. He was house sitting for this Yale professor on like 35th and 6th or something. And it was when I was interning and I was a little, little twink in 2016. <laughs> and I... The year of the twink. The year of the twink. I go to his... I go to this place that he's house sitting and I'm like, I'm just going to run to the bathroom real quick. And I went to go enema. So I'm in the bathroom. I'm douching. And it's loud. This pussy squirts. Like, this shit, like, is flooding out of me. And there wasn't, you know, that much in me. It was pretty, pretty pristine and clean. This is before the Crohn's disease. Pre-crowns. Pre-crowns. And I get out and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And then he just looks at me and he's like, yeah, like, I I don't really think I'm into it anymore. <gasps> Devastating. Devastating. I, th- this is what I was talking about when I was like, times that you, I'm sorry, like, if you invite someone over and they douche, in, like, fully douche, like, in your company, I mean, not literally company, but, like, in your house, they, like, mm-hmm. prep themselves to get fucked. You have to fuck them. You have to fuck me. You have to fuck me. If someone ever came over here and fully douched in my home and I didn't want to fuck them afterward, I would fuck them anyway. Dead ass. Um, I think we can skip what kind of furniture we want to fuck on. We all want to fuck on a chase lounge. The answer is a chase lounge. And (laughs) if you have fucked on a chase lounge, like hit us up. We're really proud of you. And like maybe you can guest on the pod one day. But I do want to touch briefly on sex furniture. How do we feel about rooms dedicated to sex i'm like really on the fence on the matter because like okay one time one the first time i ever had sex in a sex swing i was 19 and it was this 
big, burly, like, I say that, but like, I was so tiny at 19. He was probably just some dude in his late 20s who was, like, muscular and fit, but, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Girl, I am positively screaming. I do not know what to do about the monitor, okay? <laughs> like, I just can't. Like, my throat hurts. Now like, that the <laughs> screen is turned towards Reese, I can just point towards the soundbite and be like, you're talking too quietly. I am trying so hard. Like, I just don't know what else to do. Whatever. I will literally scream. But anyway, <laughs> like, I go into this guy's house, and he had, like, what was honestly a, a really cute, like, one-bedroom apartment. But then you get into his bedroom, and it's, like, really cute bed, like, TV sex swing <laughs> it was just like and I was so high that I like and he didn't tell me there was a sex swing he did not say do you want to fuck in a sex swing he was just like do you want to have sex like and we were talking on Grinder, and I came over and so then I'm like what a fabulous surprise I, yeah I mean I was a little overwhelmed because like whatever I was 19 like I hadn't experienced this thing before we do it it's amazing if you haven't had sex in a sex, sex swing it's amazing because it's so low effort and high impact. Like the swing is doing all the work. It's yeah. awesome. But I just, ever since I've like, you know, I've had sex and sex swings since, but I've, it's always been a premeditated and B like with people who like clearly and have like explicitly disclosed that like they basically pull the swing out and go through the labor of constructing it, like when they're going to use it. But like leaving it out, it was like, what if you just, like, want to have a dinner party? Like, what if mom and pop want to come see the place? What about girls' night? Yeah, what about it? What about, like, what if you have a boyfriend and you just want to snuggle in your bed and watch Euphoria? Yeah, like, what, why? Are, like, it's not an accent piece for the home. <laughs> okay, okay, but, like, merch idea. A, a, a sex swing accent, a mid-century mod sex swing. Maybe we should beep that out. That's too good of an idea to share to the people. No, because if anybody takes it, we can fucking sue them. We can fucking sue them. It happened here first. But I have this this older Pittsburgh daddy that I used to have sex with. His, like, attic is completely dedicated to a sex room. It had, like, a rim seat and a sex swing. And the sex swing had, like, cup holders, which I thought was really nice that he keeps his poppers in. Wait, that's kind of cute. Isn't that really cute? And I think I have a pic. I used to have a picture of it somewhere. It's like a carpeted. It's really eerie. It's it's this giant. It's not even a sex swing. It's like a sex rig, and it's in the <laughs> middle of the room. You're fracking. You're fracking my hole at that point. <laughs> Shout out to him. We had a good time. We're pro oil. We're pro oil, and Daddy, I miss you. <laughs> I do want to say though, like if you have a whole ass room dedicated to like sex, like a sex dungeon, like it's not even that I want to kink shame you. It's that I'm like develop some aspect as a sex addict. Develop some aspect of your life outside of sex. Something. 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 Like, you do not need a sex room. No. And on that note. I'm G. And I'm Reese. Thank you so much for listening. We will be taking a two-week hiatus until Valentine's Day due to traveling and general laziness. Um, I'm sorry. That's on me. Um, But we're going to be back with a big, sexy surprise on Valentine's Day. And we can't wait for y'all to see it. Have a great two weeks, y'all. Bye. Bye.